everybody and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and we are almost to the end of Season 9 of South Park. Can you believe it? After this week, there's only one episode left. And then we're going into double-digit seasons because once, you know, like Bart Simpson once said, once you hit double digits, there's no turning back. So, the episode today that's going to be reviewed is a very interesting episode because it's one of those episodes where it has nothing to do really with any current story going on at this time has nothing to do with any political problem it's just an episode to be an episode so the episode today is free willziak that is the name of the episode like i said last week I have not seen this episode in a long time. Like, I don't remember the last time I saw this episode. But let's get right into it. Let's get into this week's episode. It is Free Wilziak. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 30th, 2005. So this is the post-Thanksgiving episode because, you know, traditionally now they take the week of Thanksgiving off, sort of the charge of the batteries for the home stretch. Well, at this point, they're at the home stretch or just about the home stretch. We got one more episode after this one, so... But they did need to charge the batteries for the last two episodes. So... Our episode begins at Sea Park in Denver, where the boys are at the uh, Orca show. Or back when I was, a, you know, when I was a young lad, it used to be called the Killer Whale. Um, you know, kill, yeah, the Killer Whale show. But you know, now it's all changed, and you can't call them Killer Whales anymore. It's now Orca Whales. So. You know, unfortunately, so I gotta go with orca whales. I gotta be politically correct this week. So anyway, they're there to see Jambu, who is the main attraction at Sea Park. Obviously, Jambu is a parody of Shamu. I'll talk about uh, the parody to this in a little bit, because I've actually been to the real place twice. So, after the show ends, Stan, Carmen, and Kenny decide that they're going to go see the sea lions and the stingrays. But Kyle decides to stay back. He wants to hang around, see Jambu. So he goes up to Jambu, and he starts talking to him. And then all of a sudden, Jambu starts talking to Kyle. Huh. So he explains that he is not from here he's not from earth in fact he's from another planet and that he is here to entertain but he wants to go back home to his family and his real name is Wilziak now what Kyle doesn't know is that the PA announcer for the show the orca show and his assistant are the ones that are playing this prank 
So Kyle tells Jambu that he's going to get his friends. So he manages to go get his friends. And at first, you know, he brings them over, talks to Jambu, but Jambu doesn't talk. So the assistant tells the PA guy, look, the, the boy is back. So he gets back on the microphone and he explains that, oh, I'm sorry, it's just I'm sick. You know, if I don't get out of here, I'll die soon unless I get back to my home on the moon. So the PA guy and his assistant, they're pulling this joke. They think it's really funny. But, you know, these are kids. Kids take this kind of stuff seriously. Um, so Kyle sets up a meeting with all the boys. And he tells them that he wants to free... Wilziak. At this point, we're going to call him Wilziak. So, Wilziak needs to be freed. And the entire game plan... They basically, they've got this in a three-step process. The first step is they're going to break into the park. They're going to take Clyde's pool, put it behind Timmy's wheelchair. Stay with me on this. Then they're going to get... Wilziak. They're going to keep him in the pool. Then they are going to get the Russian government and they're going to do this all on their skateboards. And what's interesting about this is that Kyle and them are not the only ones to notice that Wilziak talked to them. As a matter of fact, Craig was talked to by Wilziak, although he says that his dad will come into his room one night naked and beat the crap out of him. If that actually happened, we really don't know. So, that night, they go to the sea park. The security guard is there. And, you know, he's walking around. Meanwhile, all the boys manage to get this giant pool. Now, my first thought when he said, okay, we're going to borrow Clyde's, you know, or we're going to borrow the pool... I'm thinking, okay, they're going to use, like, a, a kiddie pool, you know, one of those. That would be funny. But they actually have, like, a, a, a an adult-sized pool. And Timmy's dragging it along, and they manage to get to the stage where Wilziak is. And there is one part to this that I actually find hilarious. Because when people, some people, I don't know if many of them do this now... When they, you know, get ready for stealing something at night, they put, you know, like, makeup on. So the boys, with the exception of one, which you'll find out in a moment, they put on black makeup to cover their face. Token puts white makeup on his face. And it is absolutely hilarious. And... It's actually pretty creative, pretty pretty creative. So, we go to the park the next morning, and the PA guy and his assistant are talking. When all of a sudden they see, tape, you know, crime tape all around the pool, and the I guess the owner of the park talks to the security guard. He's like, "How could you not see?" A, you know, a 2,000 pound whale get kidnapped. And he's like, oh, I was in the bathroom. Were you in the bathroom for three hours? And then, 
the two guys are like, oh god. So they so the police find the note that was left that they're gonna have him, you know, get out of there and be taken to his home. And this is actually pretty creative. I like this because for the most part, these guys are thinking they're going to take him, you know, to the ocean. Especially with a certain group that we're going to mention here in a moment. So, the guys, they're panicking. They're like, oh my god, you know, we we are so screwed. We're so screwed. But they're like, but the PA guy's like, no, we're going to get him out of there. We're, we're going to bring him back as if it never happened. So, we then go to Russia, where the president of Russia, I'm, I'm assuming it is Vladimir Putin, it's 2003, it looks like it's Putin, so I'm going to say it's Putin. Have you Putin on today? Putin on today? So, they call the, so Kyle calls the Russian government and talks about how we have someone that wants to go to outer space. And they're like, oh, good, good, okay. And it's like a one-way, you know, they want a one-way trip to the moon. And it's going to cost them $20 million. And that it's supposed to be for the whale. And, the, and Russia's like, you stop making these prank calls, you stupid George Bush. So that eliminates Russia. So they've accomplished two-thirds of the goal. Now the final goal is in trouble. We have to figure out another country to get this whale there. Meanwhile, on the news, uh, we are told that there is an animal activist group that is protesting for the whale to be free. And it is the Animal Liberation Front. Or, if you shorten the initials, ALF. And folks, this... Is a real group, believe it or not. I thought they, I thought they made it up. It was hilarious, but they made it up. So I'll give you a little bit of detail about ALF, or the Animal Liberation Front. It was founded in 1976. Uh, the founder was well, no one knows who it is. Uh, the origins come from the United Kingdom, and they are active in over 40 countries. So. Probably the United States is involved. I would think maybe Canada. Uh, I'm sure Japan, China, those kind of countries. They're not as big as PETA and probably not as annoying as PETA because this is one of the few times I've ever heard of the animal protest group ALF. So, there you go. So, now, after this, the two guys decide oh, they got a truck. They've now got to find the kids. And they got a somewhat accurate drawing of them, or what they believe to be an accurate drawing. So, they go... They, they were going to split up, but then they find a fence broken. There's the pool. And there's whale poop there. So they're on, they're on to something. Lady comes out, and... She mentions that she had just got him back from vacation. Pool is there. She doesn't know the pool was taken. So they show 
the lady this picture. And it's a it's actually a pretty cool picture. And the lady goes, Well, the only one I recognize is the fat one. He looks kind of like Dakota Fanning. <laughs> okay, how old would Dakota Fanning have been in 2005? I, I, I want to know real quick. Uh, Dakota Fanning would have been 11 at the time of this episode. Or at the time of the episode airing. Uh, she's currently 26 years old. Uh, I believe she... Yeah, she is single, uh, gentlemen, if... If you are into, you know, dating Dakota Fanning, um, 26 years old. Oh, yeah, she was in The Runaways. I like that movie. That's a good movie. Check that out. So, anyway, so now the guys somewhat have an idea of where they're going with this, but they're not quite there yet. So, Sheila asks Kyle if he wants to join them and Ike to see the new Harry Potter movie. And he's like, no, I've got a school project I'm doing. I'm going to stay home. Not knowing, or at least the parents not knowing, that there is a 2,000 plus pound orca whale in his room. So Kyle, during this, is talking to the Japanese government or space program to try to get them to take the whale cost too much money some of the boys are sent to the chinese embassy to to go you know get the whale sent and they were told to go fruck themselves stan and craig meanwhile go to mexico to talk to the mexicano aeronautica especial administración or Massa. So they talk to somebody there and they're like, uh, yeah, we can, we can take, you know, we can take people to the moon for how much? 200 million? $200. Yes. The Mexican, uh, astronaut group can take a whale for $200 for outer, sp outer space. So, then the guys get to the Brofilovsky house, and Sheila talks to them, and says that, well, Kyle is gone. He and his friends are doing this, uh, this work for the school, and he took a couple of grand pianos to Tijuana, Mexico. And I find it funny, in this weird way, Here's Sheila. Of the four moms, of the main boys, she is the most overreactive. She's the most protective. And, you know, she's a bitch. Here, she just talks about it as if it's normal. Like, oh, they went down to Tijuana, Mexico with a couple of grand pianos to send to, you know, Mexican kids. <laughs> okay. So now we got the setup. So, four of the boys are with a truck driver. Kyle is inside the truck with the whale. They're driving. They're getting to the Mexican border when the two guys from Sea Park stop them and tell them that they have a stolen whale in there. To which the guy was like, well, wait a minute, the guys told me that it was a whale that they wanted a pizza hut. 
that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So they open up the back of the trunk, and then here comes the police. So the police are there. They've spotted the whale, and, you know, Kyle is crying, and he's like, I'm sorry, Wilziak, I'm sorry we couldn't get you free. And then all of a sudden, here comes Alf, and Alf is fighting the police. Now, Alf have some guns. They shoot a police off. They shot both police officers. So these people should probably be spending at least 20 to 25 years in jail. And then they shoot the announcer's assistant basically to death. And, you know, he's talking to him. He's like, it's not funny. It's not funny. To which the announcer is like, this time it's not. All the other times it was. Just not this time. So now, the leader of this small group from ALF takes the truck, starts driving to Mexico. So they're getting closer to the border. And there are police cars there. Then here comes a helicopter. And the owner of the sea park tries to stop them. And... They move out of the way. The The driver goes through the helicopter, fortunately not exploding, through the police officer cars, and enters into Mexico. Now, they are going to Massa. And they're just about set up, and they, you know, get the car, put it into position to get the whale to go. So now, we have Alf fighting the people from Sea Park. And this gives the boys the opportunity to get Wilziak ready to go. But before they let him out, Kyle cries and says, Goodbye, I'm going to miss you. And, you know, it's one of those kids' moments. So they push him into the water. He's free. So, you know, Alf is celebrating, thinking, okay, these boys have done the right thing. They have put this whale into the water, and he's free to be in the ocean with his family for the rest of his life. Not realizing, and the same with every other adult, that a rocket ship is about to go off, and it takes Wilziak into outer space. It is absolutely hilarious. It's like one of those things where it's like, damn it. You know, like if you're an adult, but the kids are like, yay. So they get back home that night. All the kids go. The four boys stay together. And Stan is like, you know, I wonder if we'll ever see Wilziak again. And Kyle's like, you know, I'm not really sure. But at least he is home with his family and his kind. Now, I forgot to mention before we get to the ending that when the rocket ship is in the air, the announcer's like, it's funny. So now we get to the conclusion. I have a bit of sixth sense of humor. This is one of the funniest endings, I think, of all time. We get a shot on the moon. Wilziak. Dead. Not moving around. Just dead. Credits run. No music. You see this dead whale on the moon. Dead. No credit. Or there are credits, but no music. No talking. This animal is no more. It has ceased to be. And that is the end of Free Wilziak. 
Uh, before I get into the notes, I want to talk about the park that obviously was made fun of, which is SeaWorld. Uh, SeaWorld is a very popular attraction, especially if you go down into Florida and you go to Orlando and you go to San Diego. Uh, there are, as of this recording, four SeaWorlds. San Diego, which was the first one, opened on March 21st, 1964. The second one is in Orlando, which opened December 15th, 1973. Uh, San Antonio, which is the third one of the four currently open, that was opened on May 27th, 1988. And the fourth one, and the only one that is international in Abu Dhabi, which opened on, or actually, I'm sorry, it is going to open in 2022. Now, there was another SeaWorld in Ohio, and I actually went to this one when I was a kid. This one opened May 29th, 1970. So if this one was still around, this would have been the second oldest running SeaWorld. But it closed in October 2000. So at least I got to go there before it closed. Um, so I have to mention this story. Um, because I went with my family to Ohio when I was about 13. And we went to so many places. We... We went to the Football Hall of Fame, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we went to SeaWorld, among many other attractions. My parents lied about my age to get admission into this particular SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, my parents are kind of like that, but you know, that's pretty cool. Um, I've been to the one in Ohio that is no longer around. And I've been to the one in Orlando. I went there when I was seven. My brother was a part of a high school band, and they were doing nationals. Uh, so because of that, we got to go to Orlando, and you know, SeaWorld was one of the places that we happened to go to. And it was a really cool place. Um... Both the one in Orlando and Ohio, they had a lot of pluses. I can't really think of too many negatives, so I can't say either one was better than the other, but I think the one in Orlando felt more natural than the one in Ohio. But the one in Ohio, when it was around, was actually pretty cool. Uh, so they usually get, in average, 11 million visitors per annum. Uh, they do have an official website, SeaWorldEntertainment.com. So when uh, this pandemic is over and you're thinking about going on vacations, go to SeaWorld. It's actually a pretty cool place. Um, of course, I don't think Shamu is there anymore. I think that is gone, if I remember correctly. If, if, if I am right or if I'm wrong, please, in our Facebook group, somebody message me and tell me. If I'm right or if I'm wrong. Okay, so to the notes of uh, this episode. Where did the idea come from? The show began with a single concept. A dead whale on the moon. All the writers had to do was figure out how it got there. Trey Parker said, 
This is a great example of a simple idea done well. And you know what? <laughs> He's absolutely right. It is a funny episode. I loved this episode. This is a perfect example of showing a kid's innocence. And it's so good. You know, I'm talking about this, and I'm thinking back to the episode, and I'm also thinking about my experiences at SeaWorld. This is going to surprise people, but I'm going to give this a 10. This is a fantastic episode. I love it. I think this is just a pure, funny episode. There's no dirty jokes. It's just one of those funny episodes, and it's great. And... One of the things it does is it makes fun, and, and it basically is, for the most part, a parody of Free Willy, which had been out only 12 years before. And that movie was very successful. You know, like, I, I, I got the notes here. It had a $20 million budget. It made $153 million at the box office. And it had that Michael Jackson song, which probably was like one of his last known or one of his last big hits. Will you be there? You know, and that was like a big song at the time. Oh my god! But then, folks, they made a sequel, and then another sequel. And then another sequel. That's right. There were three sequels made after the first one. Now, Free Willy 2, okay, I understand. The third one, I guess, you know, it's the 90s. You got to complete the trilogy. But did we really need a fourth one? Did we really need a fourth Free Willy movie? Just stand in the case. Four Free Willy movies. Unbelievable. So anyway, uh, let's get back to the production notes. Uh, this episode is actually a very last-minute episode because, well, they were heading towards the end of the season and they had no ideas. Um, Like I said... You know, once they got the end of the episode, they had to figure out the rest of the way, how to get there. Uh, Parker and Stone really liked the episode because they felt it was a great example of a simple idea done well, as opposed to an episode filled with too many ideas, pardon me, which they felt was the case with Marjorie. You guys can go back in the archives to hear about that episode. The appearance of one of the park workers that pranks the boys, the one with a beard, is based on the appearance of Kyle McCulloch, a member of the writing staff. He was originally going to voice the character as well, but Parker and Stone were dissatisfied with his voice work. The character's appearance was based on McCulloch because Parker and Stone felt that he would actually do what the character does in real life. In one scene, the park staff are playing a video game resembling the Mortal Kombat video game series. Mm-hmm. Gotta get some ice cream. Okay, so now that I have my ice cream, let's get back into uh, the rest of these notes. 
In the episode when the two park workers are looking for the whale, they show one of the boy's parents a realistic drawn sketch of our main characters. According to the studio's frequently asked questions, the model for Stan and Kyle was Nico Agnon, a voice actor who formerly worked on the show. The image was drawn by storyboard production artist supervisor Adrian Beard and storyboard production artist Valerie Fletcher. The drawing was originally going to be a primitive stick figure, but Park felt that the joke had been done before. Parker settled on the idea of having it be a facial composite sketch because our drawings are so shitty anyway, it could be the reverse of that. The construction of the drawings themselves sparked debate because everybody had their own vision of what the boys would look like in real life. After the Russian government had demanded $20 million to send Wilziak to space, Stan says they were going to do it for that sync guy. Well, Lance Bass was training to be the third civilian in space, but was unable to come up with the $20 million demanded by Mercorp. Okay, hold on. First off, you're Lance Bass. You're a part of NSYNC, one of the biggest boy bands of all time. You don't have $20 million to go put yourself in outer space? I'm just saying. Alright, let's go to IMDB and see what they thought of this episode. Over 1,900 people rated this episode. The average rating is an 8.2 out of 10. 423 people gave it a 10. That's going to be the score I give it this week. 395 people gave it a 9. 572 people gave it an 8. 30 people gave it a 1. To break it down for demographics, the average male rating or the average rating for males was an 8.1. The highest demographic was 18 to 29 with an average of 8.3. For females, the average rating was an 8.2. The highest demographic was 45 and over with an 8.8 rating. And I'm going to put my 10 in there. And believe it or not, there are no... Oh, actually, I'm sorry I went a little too far. I thought there were no comments this week. But we do have some comments. And I'm going to do this by the order of when they were posted. So our first review is actually a negative review. It is from... Special Agent Fox Mulder, who wrote, Free Wilziak, stupidest name, title ever, is the worst episode of any of the TV shows I watch, which includes X-Files, Alias, all three Law and Orders, yes, there used to be three of them, folks, all of the CSIs, Family Guy, Simpsons, Chappelle's Show, Colbert Report, and more. South Park was, for very long, my favorite of the comedy shows because of its shockingly obscene content and disturbing black comedy. Free Wilziak, Wilziak has none of the content I mentioned earlier. It was so tame, so unoffensive, it might have been, well, an episode of Sesame Street. Kyle goes to SeaWorld where a few of the workers play a prank on him, making him think a whale is talking to him. He befriends the whale. Actually befriends it. Hello? This is South Park. The same show that brought you canceled. Chicken Lover. It Hits the Fan. Death Camp of Tolerance. And so many more. Not SpongeBob SquarePants. Ugh. I actually watched the whole episode, which is 30 minutes of my life. I will never get back. 
Anyhow, I was extremely disgusted with this episode, and I can't believe the shocking decline in the quality of Matt and Trey's work. That was written in 2006, so go find that person if you want. Next review is from Bon Jovi Chick, who actually agrees with Super Fox or Super Air Special Agent Fox Mulder saying that this episode is awful, possibly the worst of the entire show. Now, I'm not keen on many episodes of the later series, but this one takes the biscuit. Usually it's cake, but here we're going biscuit, okay. It was unfunny and unoffensive. As for the ending, I'm sorry, but it disgusted me more than any other episodes combined. I mean, the boys think they meant well, but the ending was so upsetting that they think the whale belongs on the moon, and over the credits, we see it has died. What could have saved the episode was if the pranksters were able to confess for what they did. There seemed to be no outgoing message. Okay. South Park may be guilty of preaching too much, and it's always nice to see an unpreaching one, such as Make Love Not Warcraft, but this episode was just wrong. Avoid it at all costs. Jeez, people, it's just a whale going to space. Uh, next one is from Skomar1121, who wrote, you guys have no idea what you are talking about, and I hope people have not avoided this episode because of your ignorant comments. This is one of my favorite episodes. Seen them all. My dad is going to sneak into my room naked one night and beat me up. Token painting his face white. Sigh fly. Oh, it is crank call again. Kiss my, ass, kiss my ass, George Bush. This is not funny. Come on. That is gold. I think the end credits is the hardest I have ever laughed. Also, we get to see a real-life sketch of what the boys might look like in the real world. God forbid that the show graduates from simple-minded fart jokes after 10 seasons. Try looking a little deeper into the episode and take off those X-Files and alias blinders. Ooh, things are getting heated up here. <laughs> uh, next, <laughs> next review is from Sandy51, who wrote... This was the funniest South Park episode I have seen in my life. Just the fact that these kids can kidnap a whale, take it to Tijuana, and then put it on the moon is hilarious. I enjoy watching South Park, but this episode made me love watching South Park. I have a feeling that Free Wilziek will stay number one on my top ten South Park episodes for a long, long time. Also, after watching this and many, many other episodes, I have realized that these kids really have interesting lives. One of them should write an autobiography. I could picture it now. A Life of Death by Kenny McCormick or Screw You Guys, I'm Going Home by Eric Cartman. You know what? I'd buy that book. I would buy that book in a heartbeat. Uh, next review is from Gangsta Hippie Jr. who wrote, Free Wilziak is an, is an average episode of South Park. Kyle thinks the whale at this aqua theme park is talking to him when nobody is around him. It is really the com the commentators just having some fun with the kid. Kyle thinks that it has that it or Kyle thinks it's real and pretending to be the whale. They tell Kyle he needs to get to the moon or else he will die. So Kyle gets his friends and they all help out. Meanwhile, the two commentators need to get back or else they will be fired and this animal rights group thinks they are helping them by saving Wilziak. Wilziak. This is a pretty decent episode, but not particularly great. Hey, to each their own. Uh, next one is from Rain Dog Jr., who writes, 
Hilarious from start to finish. Free Wilziak is the penultimate episode of season 9, and I haven't seen yet the last episode, which is Bloody Mary. But for sure, if Free Wilziak would have been the last episode of the season, then the very last scene of the season would have been totally awesome and hilarious. I promise you that I won't mention anything more about that bizarre final scene. Anyway, this is a very nice episode in which the boys will have similar desires of the ones of the people from the animal liberation organizations since the boys want to liberate a whale from the Denver Sea Park and eventually they steal the whale. However, there are some differences between the boys and the animal liberation people. Sure, both want to take Jambu the whale to home, but the boys think that Jambu can talk and for them Jambu's home is not the sea. Hilarious stuff comes from the two men that are responsible of the boys believing that Jambu can talk and that his name is not that but Wilziak. It was funny. And hilarious stuff also comes from Manuel, who works for the MASA, Mexican Aeronauticia Especial Administración. Hilarious. Certainly, Mexico having a space program is hilarious. Check also the very memorable drawing of the boys made by the men from the Denver Sea Park. Then I really like this episode. Yes, simply that. Final review is from A Hi-Fi, who wrote, I'm a complete animal lover and, I have to say, I was disappointed by the ending, even though I was secretly chuckling inside. This episode sees the boys tricked into thinking a performing whale is talking to them and they go to the extreme measures of returning the whale to his apparent home on the moon. It's one of those ridiculously unbelievable episodes which the show seems to churn out on a regular basis now, yet it does enough to make you laugh at the stereotypes on display. Even massa. Overall, a fairly great episode with a final set piece that will just make you chuckle. Check it out. So yeah, pretty much here the reviews of most people, the positive reviews, outweigh those of the negative, And it really should, because this is a really funny episode. Alright, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Type that in the search bar. You are right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I post the link in the description in each and every episode. Next week, it is the finale of Season 9 of South Park with a very controversial episode. If you thought Trapped in the Closet was controversial, this one makes it seem like a kid's cartoon. Because next week, it is Bloody Mary. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am Bill. Thank you. You've been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. And I'm going to go have me some ice cream. I'll talk to you guys next week.